0: hey friends this is pop culture makes me jealous where we analyze pop culture through the lens of race or gender and sometimes both and on today's show we're talking about the bear season two and if you listened to boob tube reviews episode two you've heard some of my thoughts but we finally found somebody who was like yes please i'll talk about it with you and that's where we are today The Bear season two dropped on Hulu on June 23rd, 2023. But before we get into it, let me introduce you to my guest. And Lieb Dombrowski is a serious businesswoman who likes to dabble in pop culture. And friends, she is my friend in real life. And we did a lot of texting about this season. So I'm very excited that she's here. And like when I say my friend in real life, I mean like I've literally met her in real life, not like a digital friend. (laughs) Well,
1: we were digital friends and then
0: we came. That's, yes, that's right. I guess I just felt like when we met in real life, it was like, oh, we've always been friends. (laughs)
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yep.
0: <laughs> I'm so excited you're here and I can't I'm just like have been um fiendishly sending you all of the reels about how hot Julie
1: Ellen White is now same because I was like wait is that him striking and then I actually reached out to the the picture that I sent you the the gal her mm-hmm. Instagram handle because it went to in style And I was like, oh, my God, you're on InStyle. And she goes, I just saw this. That's so crazy. So, yeah.
0: Love that. Because I don't remember him. Did you watch Shameless at all? No. Oh, nine seasons. It's a commitment because the episodes are an hour long. It was on Showtime originally. I don't remember him being this hot on Shameless. Just putting that out there.
1: Shameless was what, like 10, 15 years ago, 20 years ago?
0: No. It just ended like right before the pandemic.
1: Okay, so the pandemic added like twenty years to everybody's life. Yeah, (laughs) actually, (laughs) changed. Maybe he like buffed out during the pandemic because you know there was nothing to do. What else were you gonna do? Yeah, you could learn how to become a bartender, which is what I did, or learn how to do your nails, which is also what I did. Yeah, um, I work out a lot. I stand
0: corrected. It was from 2011 to 2021.
1: Okay. So it was three years, there's,
0: ago. There's years a ago. There's 11 seasons. I thought there was only nine. It yeah. is a commitment. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to give the Google summary because everybody Googles. So that's why we pulled a Google summary because <laughs> Google is our greatest informant these days. A young chef from the fine dining world comes home to Chicago to run his family sandwich shop after a heartbreaking death in his family, a world away from what he used to, what he's used to. Carmi must balance the soul crushing realities of small business ownership, his strong willed and recalcitrant. Thank you. I was Uh like, I don't know if I've ever seen that spelled
1: before. Oh my God.
0: Life's hard. I will tell you why I
1: know that word so well after you finish the
0: intro. Thank you. His strong-willed and recalcitrant kitchen staff and his strained familial relationships all while grappling with the impact of his brother's suicide. As Carmi fights to transform both the shop and himself, he works alongside a rough-around-the-edges kitchen crew that ultimately reveals itself as his chosen family. And it's not so often that Google is pretty accurate but that's pretty accurate
1: yep that was yeah it was right on the Mm-hmm. what happened
0: okay yeah. tell me your story about recalcitrant
1: so i had an employee who worked for me up to three years ago and he was ex-military mm. so anytime he would describe the other employees he would always say oh they're just recalcitrant and i was like oh my god i need to go look that up I'm an educated woman, but I don't know what this means. And I'm looking it up and I was like, oh, okay. I make this. But he would find ways to always include it in every conversation.
0: Interesting.
1: Okay. Enough with the recalcitrants because we get it. We get it. You're better than them. Let's move on.
0: It's like, I worked with a social worker once who always used copious. Like, it was like, that's the word. That's the word that she thought if she used it, people would think she was smart.
1: And I think it was the same thing with this individual. Mm -hmm. He was um, grandfathered into my world, Mm -hmm. having having learned his trade in the military. So Mm -hmm. it's just, you know, it was always, oh, there were consequences. So he would always use military terms. And I'm like, okay, that's (laughs) what this means. Okay, that's what that means. All right. So I had to like figure out how to talk to him to, well, to get along, right? So it's like, that language. And I'm like, okay, well, let me go pick up some terms that, will make him feel at ease and talk to me more.
0: Yeah, totally. I totally get it. My dad's retired law enforcement and sometimes we're like, Ed, speak English. <laughs> what did you just say? Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, like, that, bring it to like a third grade level. Like,
0: yeah, like we're <laughs> civilians. <yeah. laughs> like, yeah. The only thing sworn about me is how much I say fuck. <laughs> yeah. okay so the financial times called season two quote an extraordinary piece of tragic comedy at once a hysterical farce and a raw soul draining domestic drama you wish more tv could be this intense while feeling relieved that it isn't end quote i don't know if we could handle it if tv was this intense with a dose of comedy (laughs) like i think we would all crush like be soul crushed every time
1: but then okay so i have a question to financial times here and you know i'm wearing a suit because i wear suits now so i can Mm -hmm. ask this question Mm -hmm. if it's a tragic comedy couldn't we just call it a tragic dramedy because i also feel like there's the drama component so what was What was the Financial Times trying to accomplish by just saying tragic comedy?
0: That's a really great question. It it only let me read three paragraphs before it said, pay us, bitch. And I was like, guess what? Financial Times, you got more money than I do. So no. well said well said it's yeah. <laughs> like oh, well i get to read yeah. um but it is kind of an interesting because when they were nominated for all the emmys this time around people were like comedy comedy yeah. comedy and i was like wait am i the only one who laughed out loud
1: <laughs> i did but i think there's a lot of, and i think that's why it should have been or for financial times to say mm-hmm. that a tragic dramedy mm-hmm. because there, i mean and it was just a lot of the like that like the the very dry british humor but yeah obviously not british but it was just like so dry where you're just like oh my god that is hilarious or you know just cuz i was laughing out loud and i was like okay this is good this is good yeah it re- it
0: really is one of those shows that you feel literally everything yes. and when you think that you're not going to per- care for a particular character then they open a door to their world where you're just like oh i understand you now yes. and and it was so beautifully done it was so beautifully done okay so what we get in season two that we didn't get in season one is an expansion into other characters' personal lives. So the season opens with Marcus, which surprised me. And he's in the hospital. He's sitting next to his mother. We meet Sid's dad finally. Mm-hmm. We meet Richie's ex-wife. And we get insight insight into Tina's world as well. We also get a lot more from the Berzato family by meeting the matriarch. And there's just like, there's just so much. There's like, every episode was like... I binge watched it and then I was sad for a week
1: (laughs) so that was I couldn't binge watch it because it was so intense and I think I picked that up from the first season Mm -hmm. where I mean right because it okay the first season was intense the second season was intense but at a completely different level yeah the first season there was just so much yelling and you know, the Yes Chef, where he's trying to, like, get everybody to fall in line, essentially. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, you know, bringing Sid on board and her having her issues. So I felt like the first season was more about Carmi and Sid and just how they're aligning uh forces to, mm-hmm, you know, kind of mm-hmm. make the, the restaurant what it should be. And then this season, like you said, it's just we're getting to see everybody's world. And it makes much more sense of why are they this way or why are they that way and you know just oh it's very deep it
0: is it is and it makes me think so like with Daisy Jones and the Six they like changed so much about the character like one character in particular Eddie (laughs) and it really bothered me because in the book Eddie has a brother and then I think the showrunner was quoted I want to say either in Vanity Fair or Vogue it might have been Vanity Fair saying something to the effect of like well you know pete was a throwaway character and if we casted somebody you know to play that role and then then he didn't and it was a small bit like the actor would be mad and to me that felt like a cop-out because here we have the bear and you have the character ibrahim so like with so in in the bear season two with ibrahim we don't get a lot of ibrahim on screen But what we do get is very impactful. So it was almost like, okay, so this guy over here is saying one thing, and then the bear is showing us that it actually can be done. (laughs) Yep. But I want to dive into your overall impressions of season two, because, I mean, we've talked a little bit already about it, but let's, like, really get into it.
1: I felt that season two was deep as fuck. Mm -hmm. So just, I mean, you know, kind of so again like I told you I, I printed up all of the episodes so I could and I would making my notes and um but just every single thing about like when Marcus goes to was it Norway yeah right you know and, and we'll get to how hot that other guy is who never worked <laughs> before Will you know, <laughs> but just even like how did that connection happen? And maybe I missed it, that it was Norway where he ended up to learn mm-hmm. how to do the Was it that, you know, Carmi knew that other fella? But, yeah, because um, Carmi had been
0: there. Or at least that's oh, what my understanding was, is that Carmi had gone and done training there too. So he was right. like, he knew it would be good. And it really shows too, just how tightly connected the high end um, restaurant business really is.
1: Yes, chef. They are. Yeah. They are. But then also like even, um, was it before fishes, like a pop when the wall fell and then they just had like a a plastic cloth up that said the wall fell. So it's like, I felt like, so if anybody walked in and asked a question, they'd just be like, well, the wall fell. Mm -hmm. Stop asking those questions. It just fell. Yeah. I I just like how every, every episode being intense as it was. Each episode had a purpose and a story to tell. Right. So even learning about sugar and you know how she was pregnant but didn't want anybody to know. Mm -hmm. And then the whole omelet episode. And I was trying to figure out like, what does the omelet have to do with any? But at the end, it's her and Sid connecting over omelet. I literally
0: just got chills.
1: I know. It was just the same thing for me because I'm like, that is. I think on oh my notes, I put Sid plus sugar heart.
0: <laughs> yes. That was such a beautiful episode. And you're right. They do a really good job of being like, making the audience feel like, okay, what is the point of this episode? And then tying it up so beautifully by the time the epi- the episode wraps.
1: Yep. Yeah. So I did, I did like how we did get to go into everybody's life. Tina
0: can sing. Tina's fucking amazing.
1: <laughs> yeah, and it's just like, and just like coming out of, you know, I guess coming out of the kitchen with everybody else going to chef school mm-hmm. and um or culinary school, sorry, going to culinary school and getting to be her own person, right? And then you know, and just getting like, oh, these are my knives. Oh, this mm-hmm. is it. you know, like because mm-hmm. so you remember in season one, she was one of the people that absolutely refused to wear you know what was it the white the white jacket Mm-mm-mm. or like all of it she was like I'm not doing that that's you know whatever Ref-
0: yeah refused yeah. to say yes chef refused yeah, to call them like, Jeff
1: yeah. <laughs> she <laughs> was like so <laughs> anti yeah and then like and then just seeing her going to culinary school making friends fitting mm-hmm. in right because that's the other thing of like am I gonna fit in or could you the older right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you're basically kind of starting again but even just having that that sense of victory for her when she's lining up candidates to bring on and you know and she's just like don't screw it up because we'll get you out or you know it's like she was in charge yeah it was amazing to see just that growth and development for her I mean for everybody but
0: yeah yeah
1: it was amazing I think Um, so go ahead
0: I was gonna say, my, I think my favorite part about Tina's story too is that it kind of, she's older. So like in season one, she, it kind of, cause a lot of people like to discredit those who work in the restaurant industry. Like, oh, what's happened in your life that you're waiting tables. But there really is like careers that yeah. people focus on. um, And with her, it went from being like, feeling like, well, yeah, this was probably the best that she was gonna do in her life to revitalizing it. Yeah. Coming into like you said, coming into her own, and I love that she's not like twenty-two years old doing it. You know, we can assume she's got grown children. She's probably right. already had a previous life, and now she's in like a new, um, a new chapter. And for me, that was just like a really beautiful reminder of being like, you don't have to be twenty and figure mm-hmm. out your shit. You can figure yeah. it out at forty-five. You can figure it out at fifty. <laughs> I
1: it, it's so funny. Um, again, being one of those snotty little teen or uh, teenagers that I was <laughs> so when I went into imaging at 19 mm. and I was the youngest person in my class so I think the oldest person in our class at that time she was so old at 45 like yeah. so old. and you know and, and I remember like we didn't really get along so she would always be like snotty little like comments of you know snide comments of, like oh because I was planning my wedding and she was like oh we're getting married mm, and, yeah beautiful you know destination but destination in midland texas (laughs) let's just like highlight that but but i remember telling her like if if imaging didn't work out for me she showed me that i could come back and do something else yeah and it was and i think at that point we did our our friendship peership Mm change because i was like and and i didn't mean it in a I think it came out snotty, but then after I vocalized it, I was like, well, yeah, like if this doesn't work out, you're actually showing me that as an older, mature woman with grown children, I can come back and have a second career with whatever it is. Mm-hmm. that So even now when I hire people, I do ask them, I'm like, oh, is this your first or second career? Yeah. And, you know, and so just again, to have that better conversation of like, okay, well, you know, previous experience in your old career kind of applies here. This, this is how. And then, you know, when you've got your newbies, it's like, okay,
0: let
1: me me explain how the world works. (laughs) Yeah. Not like it was in school, so. Right. Yeah, but again, like looking at what Tina was doing and like Tina and Sid, right? Mm -hmm. Sid is, you know, fresh, new.
0: She's trying to make a name for herself.
1: Yeah. And then you have Tina who's been there, not necessarily as advanced or elevated as Sid Mm -hmm. would like to be or have been. But she's, again, she's she's finding her lane and she's mm-hmm. enjoying it, right? Yeah. So even, like, even I think it's like slowly as we transition towards the end of season one, I like keeping your work area clean. Like that's when she started. She was like, okay, let's keep it clean. Let's do this. So you was not necessarily buying into it, but seeing the benefits of what Tammy yeah. was bringing. So I just, I mean, I don't know. I didn't realize I was so into Tina. Yeah. <laughs> And how much I remember about Tina, but I like Tina. <laughs> she's such
0: a great character. She's such a great character, and she's got this really great like maternal instinct that isn't a stereotype. You know, no. she's no. just like, like you can trust her. Like you can tell her things, and she's gonna be like, "Here's the fucking reality, dude," and it's not gonna come across hurtful. No, no. that's the like. I feel like we all need a Tina. Yes. Definitely
1: need
0: a Tina. Tina. Friends, this has been um, the Bear Season 2 s- teaser. And if you want the full episode, head on over to Patreon, patreon.com slash Julia Washington. So you get every little bit out of this conversation between me and my guest. I want to thank Adam Leib again for being on the show. We texted back and forth so much about this season. It made perfect sense for her to be here. We are still on our summer hiatus, but I wanted to share a few things with you before we close out. If you heard the entirety of this episode, that means that you are listening on our Patreon and I appreciate you so much for your continued support. And I wanna do a big shout out to all of our Patreon pals. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Our happy hour social hour this month is gonna be August 24th. You will be able to find those details in Patreon. It's gonna be great. If you're a Patreon club member, of course. Also, our book club pick for this month is A Single Man by Christopher Isherwood. We are meeting on August 20th. Um, this film was adapted in 2009, directed by Tom Ford. Yes, that Tom Ford. And stars Colin Firth, Julianne Moore, and Matthew Goode. Uh, you don't need to read the book to join. You don't need to see the movie to join. You can read and watch both or nothing or one or the other. It really doesn't matter. You can just come for the hang to get access to either of these live events. You have to join us on Patreon for just $15 a month. You become one of our besties and unlock our back catalog as well as get all new fresh content, especially right now during our summer hiatus where we're not producing new content for anybody but Patreon. We are running a free seven-day trial over there through August 31st, 2023. So if you're not quite sure about joining us, you can give us a test run. And I promise you. Well, I'm not making any promises. You getting fun out of it is completely up to you. I do my best to make it as much fun as possible. The WGA and SAG-AFTRA are still on strike, and we support all union members in their quest for fair pay and working conditions. As the strike continues on, there's a few ways that you can support those affected by it. You can donate to the Entertainment Community Fund, which has an immediate impact in helping that community, or you can share resources and information from reliable sources or directly from the WGA or SAG. I'll link everything in the show notes. And just to restate, we stand with these union members. Unions are very much an American thing and being pro-union and making sure that employees are Taking care of in the way that we all deserve for the work that we contribute is really important. I am not a union member of WGA or SAG, AFTRA, but I do support unions. We have been a union family for generations over here in my, in my neck of the woods. So friends, I'm going to say it again. I really appreciate your support from tuning into the show to sharing our episodes or being a part of our paid community. Pop Culture Makes Me Jealous is an independently produced podcast and with the literal millions of podcasts out there and new ones dropping, all the time i am grateful to be part of your rotation if you want to keep the fun going you can find us on instagram at pop culture makes me jealous if you think i'm delightful and want to be in conversation with me about things that we discuss on the show about books you read about just general uh blatant uh mishaps in society because sh- oh, there's a lot happening we're in a dumpster fire and we probably will be here for a while you can find me on Instagram at the Julia Washington. Again, cannot express my gratitude enough to all of you for tuning in repeatedly every week consistently. It means the world to me. I just, ugh. okay, I'm done gushing. Anyway, thanks for tuning in y'all. Until next time.